1: Len Beck. to Blaze Radio Network. Ken Paxton, how are you, sir? I'm doing
0: great. Thanks for
1: having me on. Um, it's great to have you here. We we saw each other a couple months ago. We were at uh, a tea party event, uh, and, you, and you spoke, uh, and your wife spoke, and quite honestly, we got the short end of the stick today. Your wife is really entertaining, very funny, and extraordinarily smart. Um, she's delightful, and you're... You're a good runner-up. <laughs> Thank so you. It's good to have you here. I appreciate that. Um, when I was talking to you, we were involved, I think the state is involved in nine lawsuits against the federal government? You were remembering correctly, we're now in 11. Now in 11. Yeah. Um, how unusual is that for, uh, are, we, are we setting the record for the states right now? Yes. Okay. I mean, there's nobody close. Okay. And when you and I were talking um, kind of behind the scenes, we were just talking about how is how is America going to stand, what's going to weather, is Texas going to stand. Um, and I want to talk to you, but we have you for about 40 minutes, so I want to talk to you about several things. But the two things I really would like to um, focus on um, is what happened in Orlando is a continuation, in some people's minds, a continuation of the dialogue of the transgendered bathrooms. And when I say some people's minds, one of the um, liberal commentators on CNN said, if you've been arguing against the, the, uh, the bathrooms or you're for any of this legislation, uh, you know, to protect bakers, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. you're just as bad as the shooter. So that's the first thing I want to take. And the second is... They're also forgetting about Islam, and they're now talking about banning guns. Sorry, third thing. The border. (laughs) I talked to somebody here in the state that will remain uh, nameless yesterday. They said, Glenn, the state gets a report from the Department of Homeland Security, I think it's once a week, and it says these are the numbers of people that have come in that we have caught and let loose, and they are from all over the world, and those numbers cannot be released to the public, and I want to know why. So let's start at the beginning. Should we start? Where do, where do you want to start? Let's start with your first point Transgendered bathrooms.
0: Yes. Okay. So our, our, our lawsuit really relates to the law. So one, the thing that we have argued consistently in all of these lawsuits, including this one, is that the president has to follow the law. He can't come in and change the statute. These statutes that we're talking about that define sex under, under Title IX and Title Seven passed by Congress in the 60s and 70s. Congressmen have tried to make attempts at changing that. They've been unsuccessful. And the president unilaterally comes in and changes the law. Our argument is really simple. He can't do that. There's no statutory authority. And he can't do that under the Constitution. That is not his authority under Article 2, Section 3. So this
1: sounds familiar to... uh, There's a lot of of our lawsuits from Texas against the federal government is saying just that. For instance, Mm -hmm. um, he is... Uh, what is the one where he 's demanding uh, there 's another one i can 't remember it's, it's i think it 's on health care where he's he 's taking the states and said no it 's on immigration yeah yeah there, immigration. there
0: is also one on health care too <laughs> okay, <laughs> Just, okay.
1: okay, so explain that because this is one theme that Texas is trying to chip away at that actually protects us from any president who would Decide to be a dictator.
0: Right. We're not saying that this just applies to President Obama. We're worried about the precedent that he's setting. So, yes, in immigration, you know, he came out after six years of saying that he didn't have the authority to change immigration law. And he said it over 20 times. And then he woke up one morning, I don't know, November of 2014, and said, Jesus. I'm changing the law. And our argument is just the same. You can't do that. That is up to Congress. Just as he said, he's not a king, he's not a dictator. And so we're just arguing that that's, that's... And that's been argued now in the Supreme Court. You argued it. We are,
1: well, my, my office argued it. I right, was there. I okay. um, and we have not <clears throat> heard back on any of these.
0: We're expecting, actually, that one to be... We're expecting a decision, actually, this month.
1: If that... If Texas loses that, what does that mean? Well, that means we lost our preliminary injunction...
0: So this this went all the way up to the Supreme Court on stopping them from implementing their program immediately. So we stopped it. If we lost the preliminary injunction, then they would be able to implement. Then we go back and have the trial on the merits. So we haven't even hit the merits yet. This took. We started my first couple of weeks in office, which was the beginning of two. There is
1: another chance, but does it make it harder?
0: Yes, but you, you never know. It depends on which fifth fifth justice we end up with in the next president's appointment that ultimately will decide
1: oh, man. isn't this part of the strategy too where like y- you can come out and do whatever you want as president and then you yes you'll be challenged eventually by some states and then it'll take years and years to get past the injunction process and then eventually years and years down the line after these policies are in place for multiple years at some point they might lose the lawsuit but at that point doesn't you know, matter. It's all in. It's already in, and, and you know probably Congress will be like, well, we can't change it now. We're going to have to work with the president. I mean, these things, it seems to be part of a larger strategy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is part of the strategy. It's also part of the strategy to hit us with so many different things that some yes. of them we don't get to. But mm-hmm. in that context, we had an EPA decision. Literally the week that Scalia died, we won a 5-4 stay on an EPA called the Clean Power Plan, where the federal government's trying to change all this, how electricity is delivered and drive up the costs and end coal production and all of that. we got to stay, largely because of the president implementing his plan. And I think the Supreme Court did that because they saw this pattern where they implement regulations and then they get implemented, and by the time you win, it's too late because everybody spent the money to implement the regulations. And so in this particular case, this EPA case, literally decided the week before uh, the week that Scalia died, we got to stay so that we could actually go fight out the case.
1: Okay, so um, if these things fail, for instance, transgendered bathrooms, this really has nothing. In in the case that Texas is arguing, this has nothing really to do with transgendered people. It has any. It only has to do with the president overstepping his authority.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's our argument on all of these issues.
1: Okay. If if he wins those. Tell me what the United States of America looks like for Hillary Clinton or uh, Donald Trump.
0: It means going forward that Congress becomes less and less relevant, that they get pushed to the side and that the president, whoever it be, Republican, Democrat, whether you like their policies or hate their policies, can make up whatever law through whatever agency. And these agencies ultimately have the, the power to implement new law without any representation, any vote of the people other than
1: the vote for president. So it paves the way for a South American dictator.
0: It paves the way for one person making unilaterally decisions about the law. And the separation of powers that the Constitution and our founders envisioned is largely
1: pushed aside. How likely is that to happen? You know, we're hopeful about this case, uh, so we're, we're still optimistic. We really are. What happens if they come back on one saying he can't do that and they come back on transgender saying he can
0: It becomes confusing because we're arguing the same theory basically in all of these cases that you can't, the president can't unilaterally change law.
1: Okay, so now let's, let me switch to, let me switch to guns. Okay. Um, uh, Well, before we get there, can you explain to me how, uh, in this case with the bathrooms, 0.5% of the population is... Forcing everyone into uncomfortable places with their children and with their wives. I mean, when my kids are little, I go into the bathroom with them to guard them Mm -hmm. because I know what guys can be like. If my wife isn't there, I take my daughter into the, you know, as little one. I take her in or we find a family bathroom, but I don't send her in any place alone I certainly will not send my children in and I don't feel comfortable with my wife going in in some places into a bathroom where a guy can just hang out. One of our makeup people um, said that there, she went into a, um, a Target. Uh, the guy was just hanging out really creepy, gave him all, gave her all the wrong vibes. And he looked at her and he said, there's nothing you can do about it. And she went to tell the, the Target people. Target said, sorry, there isn't anything we can do about it. She laughed. How is it we're being ruled by the minority, or in some cases, where the majority might want to do something that people disagree with that is wrong unconstitutionally, what's happened to us, and can we ever get back to the balance of the rule of law? Well, first of all, I just reread
0: the guidelines, and it relates to bathrooms, it relates to locker rooms, it relates to showers, it relates to overnight accommodations. So if the students go on a trip, they can't even segregate by biological sex. On a school trip. So, and this is despite, you know, you're, you live in Texas now. Fort Worth unilaterally passed, I the know. superintendent unilaterally passed something similar to this. And I went over met with, I met a 100 parents. So whether, didn't matter what party they were in, didn't matter what, what ethnic, ethnicity, didn't matter what cultural, socioeconomic, they were all concerned about the safety of their kids. And that's really the concern. And in the guidelines themselves, it says that despite the concerns or objections of parents, students, anybody, you can't you can't pay attention to that. You
1: have to take care of this issue. So, wait, so how do we fight that? I mean, I know you're fighting it in the court, but how do we fight that? I, we're being, we're just uh, the rights of the parents, the rights of the vast majority of people just being stomped on.
0: Of course, I think I'm doing the legal side of it, but parents, what they're doing in Fort Worth and challenging the, the, the school board and the superintendent, I think you need more churches involved.
1: Pastors need to speak out. I think it's
0: time for parents and and, and spiritual leaders to speak out on these issues.
1: We've seen how effective the church is, and we're seeing how, how we are being, we're being stopped. I mean, I think, we talked about this, people are tired, and they're tired. I mean, I, I think the Bubba effect is about to happen. They've been abused for so long, and they think the government is part of the problem, and nobody's listening to them. I mean, when your local school district goes around you and plays all kinds of games to get you to be able to do what they want against the will of the people. Jeez, man, the people just are like, what am I going to do?
0: Well, and I think that example has been set at the top. I mean, Obama has set that example for the rest of government. So you see that happening more and more at the local level. But at least there were, I met with probably over 100 parents. They were at least getting out. They were voicing their concerns. And I think they're fighting.
1: Now let's switch to guns. Um... And let me just start with this and I'm going to take a break. On these issues, will Texas stand? In other words, is there going to be a, a defender for the Constitution if, if they decide to say, we're going to ban, we're going to ban guns, will Texas stand and say, no, unconstitutional? No. Will we? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm asking you. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. Because that's – I hear this from everybody. I've lived in – I lived in Texas back in the 80s, different culture than it is now. I liked better in the 80s when we were even more independent. But um, uh, people have asked me and they're asking in their own state, who's going to stand against a government that goes dark, that just says, ah, constitution doesn't matter? And I've I've often heard the secession thing, which I think hopefully still is not even in the realm of possibilities. But people are getting more and more serious about it because they want to know, will anybody stand?
0: Right. And, I, you know, we're going to continue to what we've done, which is to if they if they try to ban basically the Second Amendment, we'll be back in court filing lawsuits again. and I guarantee we'll have many, many states with us.